Welcome to the Old School Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. This meeting was born online, and it's going to stay that way. That means you can attend live on Tuesday evenings at 6.30 Pacific if you'd like to. Go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. Leader now shares. Um, it's time for me to tell you um, what it was like, what happened, and what I'm like now, including how and why I stay absent today. Um, okay. Um, hi, my name is Daryl, and I'm anorexic and a compulsive overeater. Hi, everybody. Um, wow. Um, you know what? To be like, I think to myself, am I an old timer? When I got here, I was 20. You know, I'm 55 now. And um, I never, for being anorexic, I never wanted to get old. But like with so many other things, it's like it happens whether I'm absent or not. You know, um, it's better to get old and be abstinent than I think to get old and not be abstinent. I think it's hard enough getting old. I mean, so for me, um, anyway, what it was like, what happened and what it's like now. Um, some people, I know some, I know lots of you, which I'm blessed and some, I don't know, which I'm blessed too. And, um, I guess what I want to share, first of all, is, um, I come from a family where, I mean, just to give you a little hint of like, of not why I got here, but how like the, it wasn't too hard to get here, you know, like, um, I was born and then it was like, it was time, you know, if I was born and as I was taught, you know, instead of going, if they didn't, instead of sending me to kindergarten, they should have sent me to a meeting, you know? Um, and, uh, my, my parents got divorced when I was seven. My mom was depressed before that. Um, just going to give you, I mean, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend today at school, you know, and, um, to a mom who's here, who's from Portland and lives in Mexico, I'm in Guadalajara now. And, um, you know, we were talking about Kentucky fried chicken. And uh, when I was young or pioneer chicken, I don't know, like, I don't know if we're not supposed to talk about food, but fuck, here goes. I mean, 18 minutes, I, I, I hope you guys are okay. I, I, pioneer chicken, what I talked about, about pioneer, we were talking about like fried and this and that, and how I spent my Mondays was going with my mom to get me pioneer chicken, like a special, like the Monday night football special. And I'd sit there at the, on a TV table, watching TV, having this. I mean, every dinner was frozen dinner at a TV, on a TV table, watching TV. And I can share with you that I was not with anybody. So um, having my daughter now, um, and two dogs that just like opened up the door. Um, I, um, I know, hang on one sec. Love, can you get the dogs? Sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry, my dog speaks Spanish. Um, <laughs> Okay, 
So anyway, I guess what I want to share is what it was like was I felt alone a lot of the time. And um, all I want to do is be with people. And um, I don't know, I can't say I want what I give my daughter, you know, because I, I'm not perfect. And one of the things I loved in, um, in how it works tonight that really hit me was what an order, I can't go through with it. And, you know, I think to myself, I'm sure that in that sentence, it refers to, I like for me, my abstinence is three meals a day, no matter what. So for 34 years and until October 16th, a day at a time, I've been able to eat three meals a day, no matter what. Um, but what in order I can't go through with it for me now is not so much about the food. It's about life. It's about, I mean, teach me how to eat. I mean, that was the hardest thing I ever did was learn how to eat. So taking this person who then my brother died of a heroin overdose in the backyard when he was 27, I was 19. Um, I didn't, I was in a psych ward for my anorexia. I mean, now I'm, I lost my period. I mean, I've had a baby, so it's a pretty miraculous program. And I can share with anybody who's new or anybody who's not new, you know, when when I got here, and I know that a lot of people got here before I did, it was call before you take that first compulsive bite. I didn't say call between nine and five. I didn't say call between seven and, and nine, 10 in the night. Call before you take that first compulsive bite. Or for me, before I don't take that, before I don't eat my meal. Um, because life happens. So I would wake people up. I would wake them up in the middle of the night. And I don't know if they were happy, you know, but um, I got a lot of unconditional love here. And I learned that the most important thing was how am I going to stay abstinent? You know, how am I going to like, and I had somebody who with, with my feelings, with my feelings of not even knowing that I had feelings and then getting the program and, and knowing that I was scared, I felt alone. I had abandonment issues when my parents got divorced. Um, and all I thought was I was fat. I was about 35, I'd say 35 pounds less than I am now. Um, going to the gym every day. Um, I mean, thought I was fat. I mean, 97 pounds and I thought I was fat. You know, I mean, that's the disease. And today, sometimes I still, I mean, for the most part, I don't think about it, but I can look at myself right now and I look good. In 10 minutes, I'm fat. I mean, and it's just like, I accept that about me. I mean, that's, it's, it, it goes, it's like the daily reprieve. But for me, it doesn't go away. When I'm afraid of something, it's like I talk about it with my therapist or with my sponsor and it gets like lessened, but sometimes it comes back like character defects. They come and they go for me. Nothing like gets completely, for me, it hasn't been completely removed, which keeps me here, which keeps me, you know, um, I was thinking about, um, so where it says, what in order I can't go through with it. First, the hardest thing was to go through with like crying when I had to eat a meal. And then I have to share too, when I got pregnant, 
um, at 43, I got pregnant at 43, you know, I was, I mean, thank God I was healthy and my body was like at a great weight. It was like actually at the low range um, for like a healthy weight to have a baby. And so I had to like go to nutritionist, the doc, the gynecologist told me to go to a nutritionist and I would cry with all the food I had to eat. And this is like after being abstinent, it's like once an anorexic, always an anorexic, but willing to go to any lanes. Sometimes, I mean, now all these sayings are coming back to me, but like, I think they're ingrained, you know, they're ingrained in me, but, um, I don't really go through my life going, okay, be willing to go to any lanes today, Joe, be willing to go. Sometimes it's like, sometimes I do, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's the life part. I mean, it's the life part. And um, I can share with you um, that one of the biggest things that, that I've been able to learn here, and I was thinking about it because the kitchen sink meetings, Serenity Sunday, um, maintainers, um, meeting on Second and Hill. I mean, there's so many meetings that I would go to like three meetings a day because I, I just didn't want to be alone and I needed it because I was like a little sick, you know, um, I was one of the, you know, some are sicker than others. I don't know if I was sicker than others, but I was more, I was willing and it hurt too much to be alone. And so a lot of me now is, you know, my daughter's 11 and it's just us two. I got married, you know, I, I ended up getting, I'm divorced and she's 11. So she only wants to be in a room you know, and she's not like so old that I can like leave her alone all the time. So I give her that privacy and sometimes I feel alone, you know? And so I'm learning that to be alone. Um, I don't know, what else can I, can I say? Um, when I was, when I was like fifth, when I came here to Mexico to study, and I remember Mary Pat was just like the best. She, she, I, I came to study and I loved it here. And then I decided like my heart was here, but my job was in LA. All of you were in LA. I mean, my life was go to work, go to work, come home, go to a meeting, have dinner and go to sleep. I mean, this is, so I had my, and I had this big jug of water. I would take it. I don't know if it I would take it wherever I went. I mean, I changed them, but I'd buy new ones, but it was like, you know, and I'd sit in the same chair every time. And so I was like, and so loved, you know, and, and, but that like, so loved and being loved by and loving other people gave me the strength to, to be able to like, go. Oh, I'm going to try this. And a day before my 16th birthday, I'm, I left LA and my five sponsees, Eileen and, and my four other sponsees actually got me this plaque, which is really sweet. I still have it on my wall. Estella says, yeah, it's on the wall. It's like an award, you know? And um, they sat with me in the airport until I left, you know? And um, it's an unconditional program. Absent or not, I can tell you that it's an unconditional program. It's a lot, you know, I can't, I would say before it feels better to be absent, but I know that it's a disease and that I can't will myself or anybody else to get abstinent. I mean, I'm abstinent, thank God. And um, I know the most important thing in my life is that. Um, 
so I can do other things. But anyway, I just want to share a little bit of what it is like now. So at 16 years, you know, I left everything. I came here and that was almost 19 years ago, 19 years ago. And, you know, I've had a lot of things, a lot of ups and downs. And, but one of the best things I must say now is one of the things I do is I help international families at my daughter's school. And um, they come from Japan. They come from, I mean, there's 28 countries represented this year. And I'm like the, the one who like, basically like gives them love, you no, know, and tells them things and how to do this and calls school for this or that. And um, just like sponsoring, it's like, I get more than what I give. I get so much more than what I give. But one of the things that has been hard, because I just want to say that all this time or being absent, like I don't ever just get there. You know, I'm one of the things, I mean, I have been, I've been okay. Like I know how to be absent. I know how to do my job super well. I don't know how to, I've had a really hard time with, with relationships with men. Um, and, you know, I've, I've really like been on in, and what I've learned is there's no formula. There's no formula. I have met men here. I've met men there. I've gone to someone long distance. I've had someone here with the house, with the money, with the da da da. I've had ones with no money, no, and like God has a plan. But I can just tell you, it hurts sometimes, and I get frustrated, and I hate God, and I hate God because I'm in the third step. You know, it's like either way. This is what I used to say, and I still believe it. Like. I know that God has a plan for me and I know it's good. I know it is. I just hate waiting. You know, I, um, and, you know, I think I've done this alone for a long time. God, get what, oh, you know, but, um, so the other thing is, so, um, yeah. And, um, I don't really know what else I want to say, but um, one of the things I was taught, and I really hope that whoever gets to share tonight, however it works, is um, you have three minutes. I have three minutes to share to share whatever I need to. And, um, you know, I don't know inside issue, outside side issue, up the fuck issue. You know, it's like, what's going to help me stay abstinent, you know, and um I mean, I've told speakers, I hate what they've said. You know, I, I've done lots of things and people still clap, you know, people clap, people love me, you know, it's like, it's okay. Cause it's what I, it's like, I think here I've learned to be me. So the love that I've been given here and here in Al-Anon, I must say, I mean, has really helped me. Like one of the things that has happened for me is that, um, Something attracted me to Mexico that after 16 years, I didn't have, I didn't need anymore in LA or I didn't have, it's like this love, this warmth. And um, so there's warmth everywhere. There's warmth in this room, but there's something that I just love. So I'm here. I keep my daughter here, you know, so she can have this too. And, um, you know, I just had just so, just to say this. Three minutes left. Okay. You know, I who ate like, I can tell you that one of my last 
I don't know, one of my last days before I, I, before they like put me into the first psych ward. Um, I mean, I couldn't sit down after eating an apple. I had to like walk around the block and walk outside. But tonight, I mean, if I go through my day to day, I had, it's amazing. I mean, I ate at a restaurant. I ate here. I ate there. I just had like huevos con chorizo, which is, I guess, chorizos in whatever language, chorizo, eggs and chorizo, meat, eggs and grease. I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, an anorexic eating grease. I think I probably had grease for dinner um, with eggs and it was good, you know, and, uh, and like uh, eggs. I mean, and what did I have? Milk and a banana shake, you know? So delicious. I mean, so I don't know, but I'm really blessed to be here. We have two dogs, you know. Um, I have a daughter who teaches me more than I teach her. You know, I sometimes wish she'd sleep more. <laughs> Not true. Um, maybe sleep more in her room, you know? Um, but um, it's all good. I'm blessed to be here. If you're new, Charlotte, welcome back. I hope that um, you share if that's if that's what you can if you want to tonight. And thanks everybody. And no one's really aged. It's pretty amazing. All the people that I see, like we all look the same, you know. Um, so anyhow, thanks everybody. That's all.